Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tej Talks podcast. This is actually a recording of an Instagram live that I did. So you might hear me shout out certain people and take certain questions. But essentially, I'm just talking through the story, the figures, the down valuation I received today uh, on this property that I purchased for £28,000. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, please do. So... I bought the house for £28,000 on a lease, on a 25-year lease at auction. Now, here's a really interesting thing. It was listed at uh, 20... I want to say, no, it was guided at 28. So the reserve was about 31000 So, generally speaking, you know, you don't get things below reserve. However, this was... Uh, just before the first lockdown, uh, not many people were in the auctioneer's office, because obviously, corona, blah, blah. I was with D Ludlow, Ludlow Street, big up yourself, and I was watching the auction, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this property came up, and it was kind of on my list, kind of wasn't, I hadn't seen it in person, but I'd got a video of it, so I hadn't seen this till halfway through the refurb, right? Um, it went up, and it failed. I don't think it had any bids. There were no interested parties at the time. And I said to the auctioneer, listen, come on, man. Corona's come in. The world's over. Um, the you know the vendor's got no interest. Look, I'll offer a guide. No, sorry, I'll offer a reserve about thirty-one, thirty, something like that. He comes back and goes, "Tej, I did you one better. I got it for you at guide price at twenty-eight. The vendor wanted rid. He had it for seven years. He lived in Kent. You know, Wales is like two hundred miles away plus from Kent. Long ass drive." He left it empty. His original thing was he got planning permission. He knocked down the old extension, which <laughs> was falling down anyway. And he was going to build some double story bike storage at the bottom. Bloody jacuzzi, wet room, get your dogs in there. And he was doing all sorts of like unnecessary shit. Yeah. Not a savvy investor because I know everyone invests differently. But you you build that extension. It's going to cost about 20 grand. You know the value it's going to add to the house? about 11 or 12 someone tell me how that math makes sense it doesn't so he was going to do this um because it's near uh, a bike park which is very very popular actually globally it's quite popular um got yeah and he was going to do this have it as an as an sa i don't know who was going to manage it because it's quite not rural but you know it's not a city where there's lots of sa managers so i I don't know. But anyways, he got some company in, um, <coughs> ECAS, and they were, their refurb, crap quality. Everything had to be redone. It was piped and it was um, wired, but it all had to be redone. Um, they were going to have the boiler in the basement. Obviously, we're not because we haven't got, you know, the basement's there, but we're not using it. Anyways, it was in a bit of a state. I mean, the top half, to be honest, was done. Had a paint, um, skirts were on, doors were on. It was, you know basically cosmetically done it was a very weird order to do things in i must say um and they hadn't done any any plumbing in terms of the bathroom hadn't been done the shower like like it was just sort of 
it was a weird order, but they said they'd taken that house out and made it into a shell, put the two floors in, uh, and then put some new purlins in the roof because of the structure, blah, 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 and did a few bits and bobs. But they sort of, they left it in a really awkward state. I actually met the guy who worked on it before. He came over, was all nice and stuff, never quoted, but he's a knob because the quality of work was shit. Also, they discovered a brook under the house. I don't know if people have seen a brook before. But, like a natural spring under the house. And the back garden kind of pools a bit, and it does flood occasionally. Much to the neighbour's dismay, as my text will show you. And so, they kind of left that there. Now, of course, quick maths, or quick structural engineering, water, house foundations don't tend to do very well together, especially not in Wales, where the foundation's about this deep. Um, there is historic subsidence, as all my properties have, really. Um, <clears throat> but the brook's just been left there. Fortunately, or unfortunately, the they, the old ECAS, they let it drain into the sewage. Now, you're, it's illegal. You cannot have, um, like, storm waste, or in this case, like, natural water flow, going into the main sewer they don't into the sewer the sewer because i don't know you can overload the system blah 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 anyways they let it for years so <laughs> good one Walsh water you spotted that early um yeah the garden was a mess you know when they took that old extension they basically lifted the crap and just plonked it there which also means the main drainage to the sewer is full of roots yeah you have to get that root cut um and of course it's under you know Two metres of, of dirt and shit and roots. <clears throat> so, you know, um, it was, you know, I didn't realise this stuff when I bought it. But it's kind of just, you know, this has been Cowboy Chris's work as well. So it's kind of been a bit of like, oh, got to fix this, got to fix that, got to fix that. That should have been done earlier. So anyways, bought it for 28. Um, it hasn't got stairs at the back. So at the back... It, it would have had a door into the extension, which would have had stairs to the garden. When I bought it, it, it literally the door, you don't walk out of that because you're going to break your whole body. So what we've done, and I'll show you a picture if I can, is change that. And there's no access to the garden. Like, I spoke to building regs about the fire risk and I read the Lacour's guide and we're fine. So it is a house. It doesn't have garden access, which we're working on. But we're going to kind of see what tenants say. So anywho, bought it for 28 uh, we were meant to complete on it and also buy the freehold. But the freeholders solicitors were just being, um, well, solicitors. So we didn't uh, complete then. But like a few weeks later, we completed. All good. You know, big up the surveyor, Mark. He was really good. He sort of helped push everyone along um, and was just like, yeah, you're, you're being idiots to the solicitors. So <clears throat> that was that. Um, work started pretty soon on it. But, you know... As has been the case with Cowboy Chris's work, is that things have not been done in the right order, and so this house should have been done weeks ago, months ago. Um, and big up James Sahota, uh, he found the investor for this deal, he made it happen, hundred percent of purchase, all the costs, and all the refurb. So, you know, he did a good job. It, it has to be said, you know, big up the property duo. So, uh, yeah. Refurb started, refurb cost £15,000. Uh, that's all materials, kitchen, bathroom, everything, and all work to date. 
Um, actually, let's check that because I've got the spreadsheet right here. Uh, to date, what's been paid? 10 plus 4. So as of, mm, I would say, as of now, we're tracking slightly under budget, but once a few of these invoices come through, <clears throat> we're going to be on budget. So all in for just over 15, um, 15K was budgeted. I think we're going to end up at 15,550, which to be honest, that's that's pretty good given, you know, Chris, I kicked him off halfway through. We had the plaster delays. Big up Richard Hamm, my plasterer, for, for helping me out. Um, big up AJM as well for painting it. Um, big down to the last uh, painter who came along and never returned. Yeah, dickhead. Um, so, and there's a few bits we didn't have to do. Some things with guttering and other stuff. And of course, I didn't build a staircase, which saved me about... Listen, people, staircases are expensive, you know. Wow. Like huh it's like weddings you just don't believe you're like where does that what what's this for please I was getting quotes of 2000 2500 for timber stairs or well how long is a piece of string nine grand 20 grand for steel staircases like i'm some new york high-rise apartment i don't need that shit but i was getting quoted that <clears throat> and you know what there comes a point where you just think you know what mate this fucking house yeah it's worth like 80 grand do i give a shit about the stairs and is is it, firstly, the thing is, is it a fire risk? And speaking to building control, they deemed it not to be because there's no windows on the back. So you can't, no openable windows on the back. So you can't actually escape out the back. Only get out the front. All front windows are huge, big openers that have, I guess they have escape hinges or they look like them. You can literally fit a whole human, and I mean a, a human who loves McDonald's, uh, an American, out of this window. Anyway, so they cleared that. I was like, cool, fine, safe. That was the most important thing. Secondly, was speaking to my agent, big up DMK, man like David, and saying, look, you know, is it going to make a big difference to not have stairs directly into the garden, take into account this thing called coronavirus? Obviously, people want garden space. And he said, well, it's like living in a flat. So you may get slightly less rent, but, you know, not enough to justify spending three grand. You know, and you might think, well, hold on, if you spent three grand now over the years, it might build that up. Maybe. But cash flow is also something to consider. It's not always longer term. I mean, it is. But sometimes you've got to think, well, hold on. What resources have I got available to me right now? What can I do right now? And actually, I'm happy that it's kind of, it is what it is. Um, we may not even give them garden access. It depends. We're going to sort of say to people, look, there's potentially garden access, but you've got to pay this much more for it, which is fine. It is the best house in the area, objectively. And not because it's sexy, because, you know, it is, but it's our standard, you know, it's, it's nothing special. I mean, the bathroom, the, the shower cubicle, the marble one is pretty sexy. So, you know, I would say, um, like, it is going to get above market rent anywho, you know what I mean? Anywho, where's that from? If you know where it is, comment below. Uh, I am confident it's going to get above market rent. So I'm happy with it. Um, it got valued today and I'll get to that, which means it is mortgageable. They have no issues with the stairs either. Um, maybe they downvalued it because of that. Big up D. D, I'm talking about the house where you and me were at the auction and I got it at Guide. Do you remember the leasehold one? Um, fun times that was. Uh, so, you know, it had a lot of issues. You know, the, the builder tanked. 
No, sorry, he didn't tank the shower room. He just used normal plaster boards, which you can't do. You need to use moisture boards or arguably hardy boards or cement boards or elements boards, etc., etc., um, to keep the moisture out. Now, big up Craig from Mainty Property. He had a look and said it's not tanked. He took some tars off and it was already black mold. Um, and this was after pff, two weeks. And, mm, you know, the shower hadn't been used. It was just the house because it was cold as well and of course there's probably a bit of damp natural so yeah that was pretty bad so we had to strip all the cubicle out and redo it i mean wow it looks sexy now sexy but yeah that cost an extra 600 quid so who's got time for that shit i haven't you know i don't care if it looks sexy I, 600 quid but anyways uh i think people are going to walk into that and going to be like wow they're just not going to expect it you know, where I invest, and I think where many people invest, people don't spend £3 a square metre extra on, on marble effect tiles. They don't. They just want whatever. They just put in whatever. So I think it makes a really big difference. That is supposed to be listed today, but the photographer is being a bit slow. <clears throat> so uh be listed sometime this week. Uh, what other issues did I have? Lots of rubbish. Uh, garden need to clear oh the best thing council this is my council worker voice oh yes well um we see you fly tipped outside your house um we believe that you took the rubbish from your house and left it 10 meters from your rear gate and you fly tipped bruv why am i a dickhead maybe i am yeah maybe i am but am i stupid if I was going to fly tip, would I take waste from my own house, walk out the front door, walk down, uh, literally um, six metres, and fly tip and say, oh, no one's going to catch me here. Or I'll leave outside my own property. Oh, yeah, that won't devalue my property. Are you dumb? Like he was talking to my builder and my builder was just like, you know what? He My builder was just like, you can go F yourselves. Because what are you talking about? <clears throat> now we're going to... Do you have got the details of the owner? We're going to take a court case against him because he's fly tipping. Oh, but when I had to pay a £1,000 because someone else fly tipped my other house, where was your court case then? Idiot. Idiot. Um, so that was quite funny. That was... Oh, we're going to give you a five grand uh, fine we are. Oh, all right, Fred Flintstone. Fucking hell. So, yeah. Idiots. Just to complete idiots. Anyways, uh, lots of waste on site, lots of rubbish. The garden is a bit of a mess now. It does need a fence. So these things will be done, but Corona, you know, blah, blah. It's an excuse for nothing to get done. So it's had quite a few issues in that sense. But you know what? It's a really nice house. I wish I could show you pictures here, but I haven't got any um, on my computer. It, It's just a nice house. Like, it has a nice flow. You know, you kind of walk in and the rooms are set in such a way it just feels... It just feels like, you know, I don't know, you know, some houses you think the feng shui is right, you know, it's got a good vibe. And this is probably one of my favourites that I've done uh, recently. <clears throat> you know, it's small, it's not necessarily anything special, but it just looks crisp and clean um, and and I really like it. And I think it's got a great paint job, great plastering on it, big up Richard Ham, and it's got like a million spotlights. It's like it's like bloody Blackpool on a Saturday night in there, minus all the puke and fights, and police interceptors. We're in Blackpool today, looking out for trouble on roads. 
uh, it's a lovely little house. Anyway, um, I, yeah, it's going up for rent soon. Now, let me take you through the figures, uh, get my spreadsheet up, because I think it's important you see the figures, because even though it got valued today and it was a down val, so it got valued at £70,000 today, it's worth 85 80 all day long. Uh, but, you know, Rick Surveyors, they're so talented and skilled, you know that, honestly. Oh, amazing, amazing. If you're a Rick Surveyor and you're in my area, I'm joking, love you. If you're a Rick Surveyor anywhere else, I don't know. I don't know. I reserve comments. Anywho, um, yeah, down valves, fun. I mean, look, at a push, I think it's worth 75 Now, the issue is, most lenders... In, t- in this case, Kent Reliance have a minimum loan size or minimum property value of £75,000. Thanks. Thanks so much for that. Just ten, just 6%, 7% more and I could have had a mortgage, you little shit. So yeah, I'm going to have to go to Precise um, if they accept me. Potentially get it retyped so not have to pay for another valuation because uh, they look at, I think, down to £54,000. Um, so... <clears throat> yeah, let's see what happens with that. Um, I've just got an offer for my properties right now. My One of my flips, I just got a text from the agent. So I'm going to call them after and see what happens. I'll let you know on that one. That's a really funny podcast, by the way. Um, potential buyer trying to take legal action against me because I, I well, because he dropped out because he spent money on searches. And listen, that podcast is going to be fun. Yeah, like because there's just, it, it makes no sense, but it's hilarious. Anyways. So this house got valued at 70k, which is fine, and I'll show you why. Um, <clears throat> and then they're saying, can I increase the LTV? No. Uh, they have a minimum property value size, not loan size, so I can't. And I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't really want to go above 75. I'm trying to be as low as possible. Right, so I bought this for 28k. Various fees, blah, 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 cool. All in for about 29-ish. I spent £12,000 on the lease extension and the legals and surveyor's fee to do all that. I then spent, as it tracks, 15200 on this spreadsheet. It's, like I said, it's probably going to end up being a little bit more. Uh, finance costs are in there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So all in, my total cash spent is about £58,000, £59,000. Yeah? All in. And the loan I got from the investor was for £55,000. Now, some of that cash spent actually includes their interest in my spreadsheet. So think of it as, yeah, anyways, it's, it's all kind of in one in my spreadsheet. So I'm all in for, let's call it 58 for now. It'll probably be slightly higher once everything's reconciled. There's a few bits missing. Um, if I was to sell it, I am confident I could get, you know, let's worst case it, let's worst case it. That's what we do, isn't it? We're miserable gets in property. £75,000, I would make about 16 less after after fees, about 15 grand of profit, which for me is good. About a 27% return on cash spent. That's pretty good. Um, but I'm not selling it. Now, it got valued at 70. Now, if we take a little look at the spreadsheet it will show you that um, so it's going to rent a I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 500 potentially a bit more than that uh, it is going to leave in 
£5,539. The net cash flow is going to be £347 a month. No management, I do it myself. Minus 15 quid for insurance. So let's call it 330 shall we? Cash flow per month, passive. Passive as can be. Uh, it'll take a year and a half to cover all the rent. <clears throat> I'm sorry, it'll take a year and a half for the rent payments to cover the money left in. And the gross or return on cash left in, 66%. That's pretty good. Uh, I am happy with 66% on a down valve. Now, the main lesson here is your profit is made on purchase. John Howard, man of 40 years experience, said on my podcast, you always make profit when you purchase, right? The next place you make profit is on the refurb, you know, cost engineering. But sometimes you just can't. You cannot save money on the refurb. You can't. So you have to buy well. And yeah, this deal was better than I thought. When Shaz called me, big up man like Shaz, he's got a bridging webinar uh, on the 4th of November. So go have have a listen to that. He called me very uh, shyly because I told him next time he gets me a downval, I'm going to blast him on socials. (laughs) But I won't. It's not his fault at all. He's excellent. When he told me 70, uh, I actually was like, huh, let me check. Because I have a couple of deals at the moment where it can get downvaled and it will still be, as you've seen here, 60% plus, my minimum 50, it will still be a great deal, you know? So it, this is one of those things, right, where fortunately, despite the downval, fingers crossed precise like me, you know, I still have a cracking deal, you know? that Like, this is the kind of deal I look for. And I don't have to build the stupid stairs in the back either. So look, there's plenty more challenges to come when it comes to tenants, um, I have I have the most bratty, spoiled little shit of a tenant right now. And that's another podcast. I'm not saying anything. Yeah? Until they leave, I'm not saying anything. But we'll talk about that. We will talk about that. Um, so, yeah. This is a... It's a pretty good deal. I mean, people on Instagram Live right now, put it put it in, in, the, in the chat box. Would you be happy with a 66% ROI? Leaving in five grand? Annual profit of about... 3,600 after um, about 500 of maintenance could be 4 grand if it's done right if there's no issues on maintenance which there shouldn't be Um, so yeah let me know if if this is the kind of deal that you're interested in because I'm sourcing now no I'm not at all please don't ask me for sourcing I'm not sourcing Um, if you want to invest in deals like this though hit your boy up so, yeah, I hope that's given you an insight into this deal. The property I purchased for £28,000. I love that title. It's such... It's not clickbait because there's truth behind it. It's, um, I don't know, it's engaging, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Actually, funding this was tricky because no bridging lender, no institutional lender would give me that amount. There's a few um, bridges who would, but we don't talk about them because they're stupidly expensive. A lot of private investors, in a way, said especially because Corona was around the corner or in the corner said, yeah, no, it's not happening. All the rates were so expensive because it's such a small amount that they have to make money on it, which it is what it is. So again, thanks to James for finding me, uh, someone to fund the deal. So yeah, that's my latest deal. 
Uh, we're going to wait a week because Precise are underwriting another deal I have on at the moment, which <laughs> got valued at 65. So, of course, and that was worth 70, 80. So I've got to go to them on that. Once they approve me for that, God willing, then uh, we will, you know, show this to them and see if we can retype it and see if we can move it over to them. The issue with being a portfolio landlord and having a certain salary and having certain property and growth and things like that is that, and also buying below 100K, I know the deals are amazing, but if I could start again, I probably wouldn't, and I've said this before, I probably wouldn't buy stuff under 100K unless the end value was so like 90, 95. I don't know. But look, you know, if you have a job and you have different personal conditions, you have more lenders than me, right? But you got to roll. You got to roll with it. Um, Scott had a question about how do you find investors. Uh, what I'm doing right now, the answer is on my T-shirt and it's in front of you. Uh, it's people looking at what I'm doing, engaging with it, liking me, and lots of people not liking me, uh, and just seeing that I'm real and that hey, look, I'm making mistakes, but I'm fixing it and I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I mean, look, there's other ways: networking, um, family, friends, things like that. But social media is very, very powerful. Um, and, you know, I've got a podcast with Laura Muse and she's raised four million pounds, um, an investor in JV Finance. That's coming out very, very soon or it's already out if you're on the podcast. Uh, I had another I got another episode, I think, with Adam Garland. He raised a lot of money. And the answer is social media. You know, you don't have to have a brand and a color necessarily, but you have to prove and show people what you're doing and engage with them. And it takes time. It took me, what, six, seven months to get my first investor? And how did I get the investor? Through an Instagram story. I tell ye, uh, if you're not very social, then you need to get a business partner or you need to hire someone to find investors, you know? There's always a solution, whether it's you or a VA or a PA or, or a business partner, whatever. Um, but I believe, and a lot of my guests, and I think a lot of people do believe, at least, maybe it's a generational thing, I don't know, that social media is super, super powerful to find investors. Uh, obviously, if you've been in the game for years and you're old school and you've got the old boys club and all that, and you know, guys, you know what I mean? You probably know people. You've got your little book, you know what I mean? Then you're going to know people. But that's different, right? That's a sort of different level, different league even, arguably. So, you know, social media is the way to find investors. This deal came through James, so arguably social media um how to source i'm not going to answer that question that's a very broad question um but go listen to my podcast with dugard properties they've sourced 50 yet five zero properties in like 12 13 months go have a look at them they will teach you how to source um yeah they're, they're doing really really well awesome awesome people so, yeah, unless anyone has any other questions, any specific questions or questions about this deal, if you're listening on the podcast, obviously you can't ask. It's like watching uh, stuff back on demand. You can't can't call in. Let me know and I will answer your questions. But, um, yeah, good news on this deal. It's mortgageable. It's at the right amount. Now we just got to sort out the lender uh, and to get it done, really. So, uh, yeah. Just a reminder, my book is out on the, um, I forgot on the date, I think it's the 15th of November, it's about two-ish weeks from now, uh, I've been asked by Nana, where is the cheese, I've got goat's cheese, I've got ricotta, I've got cheddar, and halloumi in 
the fridge. I went shopping and actually basically just got a lot of cheese and was like, oh, this this is for the next week or two then. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people, look, I am going to log off. Log off, love it. Going to turn off the dial up, all right, put a blue on, and uh, I will catch you all next time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to... If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.